With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is True Crime Psychology and Personality, where we discuss the pathology behind some of the most horrific crimes and those who committed them from a scientifically informed perspective. I'm Dr. Todd Grande. I have a PhD in counselor education and supervision, and I'm a licensed professional counselor of mental health. Dr. Todd Grande, that's my YouTube channel. Today's question is, can I provide an update on the case of Vicki White and Casey White? Casey White was raised in Alabama. He had a long history of mental illness, and he had difficulties with the law. He was sentenced to prison in 2010 for attacking a male relative with an axe handle. He went on a crime spree on December 2, 2015, which included attempted murder. He was sentenced to 75 years in prison. When he was in prison, he confessed to the murder of a 58-year-old woman named Connie Ridgway. This crime occurred in October of 2015. As he awaited trial, he was transferred back and forth between the Donaldson Correction Facility and the Lauderdale County Detention Center. Both are in Alabama. It's not clear if Casey actually committed the murder or he just wanted a change of scenery. The police could not corroborate his confession for the murder, but they did tie him to the burglary which preceded the murder. A woman named Vicki White was an assistant director of corrections at the jail the Lauderdale County Detention Center. She was not related to Casey White. Vicki had worked there for 17 years and was described as a model employee. Some of the guards looked up to her as a mother figure. Vicki was a widow who had no children. She was 18 years older than Casey. Despite this age difference, the two became romantically involved starting in early 2020. This included contact which occurred outside of normal working hours. During work, Vicki gave Casey extra food and other privileges. As Casey's trial approached, Vicki started preparing for an escape. She sold her house for about $140,000 under its value. She sold her vehicle. She purchased a rifle and a shotgun. Vicki bought an orange 2007 Ford Edge using an alias. She purchased men's clothing at a Kohl's store, visited a store that sold sex toys, although it's not clear if she made a purchase there. She withdrew $90,000 from various bank accounts, and she took Casey out of the jail for a 40-minute trip. This appears to have been a test run for their escape. On April 28, 2022, Vicki stayed at a Quality Inn hotel in Florence, Alabama. She submitted her paperwork to retire from the jail effective the next day. She told officials that she wanted to go to the beach. On April 29, she checked out of the hotel at 5.21 a.m. She positioned the Ford Edge at a parking lot about 10 minutes from the jail. Vicki called a fellow employee at the jail and said that she locked her keys in her car and needed a ride to work. The employee thought this was strange but was happy to give her the ride. After starting her workday, 
Vicky told the guards that she was taking Casey to the courthouse for a mental health evaluation. No evaluation was scheduled for him on that day. She added that she wasn't feeling well and she was going to an urgent care center after dropping Casey off. In violation of jail policy, Vicky transported Casey alone in a sheriff's vehicle. Vicky and Casey left the jail at about 9.41 a.m. and started their escape. Nobody started looking for them until 3.30 p.m. By this time, they had already transferred into the SUV and driven north. Apparently, Vicky and Casey abandoned the Ford Edge and purchased a Ford F-150 for $6,000 from a man in Bethesda, Tennessee. They abandoned this vehicle at a car wash in Indiana and purchased a Cadillac, which they drove to a place called Motel 41. This place at one time was a Motel 6. They paid a homeless man to rent a room for two weeks using his name. On May 4, the police were called to a car wash in Evansville, Indiana to investigate an abandoned Ford F-150, but they didn't connect it to the escape at this time. On May 5, the tow truck driver who had picked up the Ford Edge realized that it was the vehicle involved in the escape and contacted the authorities. The tow truck driver had found the Ford Edge two hours north of the jail in Williamson County, Tennessee. The vehicle, which was locked, was left on the side of the road. It looked like somebody had tried to spray paint it. On May 9, the police identified a man captured on surveillance video at that car wash with the F-150 as Casey White. The video showed Casey and Vicky getting into a Cadillac. An Evansville police officer spotted the Cadillac at Motel 41. The police started watching the motel. They saw Vicky and Casey leave a motel room and climb into the Cadillac. The police pursued the vehicle as the couple drove north on US Highway 41. The couple then drove into a parking lot and onto a grass field, at which time the police rammed the Cadillac into a ditch. At some point, one of them must have called 911. Vicky can be heard saying on a recording something to the effect that the airbags were going to go off and kill them. Vicky then said, let's get out and run. The last thing that she said was something about the hotel. It may have been, get us back to the blank hotel, should have stayed at the blank hotel, or you just had to get a blank hotel. The police managed to capture Casey White, but Vicki White sustained a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. She died later that night. In the vehicle, the police found a rifle, four pistols, wigs, and $29,000 in cash. Casey told the police that he did not shoot Vicki. He referred to her as his wife, even though she was not his wife. Andy explained how the pair intended to have a shootout with the police. It appears as though they had big dreams of going out in a blaze of glory. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Something is creeping in. Don't follow it down. Let me 
introduce you to Barry Clue, an authorised financial advisor from New Zealand and a very special kind of stain on humanity. He was a very uh, knowledgeable young guy. He was a registered financial advisor. The type of guy that was bending over backwards to help you. Now you could be forgiven for thinking that Barry sounds like a great guy. And you'd be right. Well, right up until the point when you're wrong. It was all fictitious. She stole from my son who has a disability. Chris never knew. He died believing that we're all taken care of. A psychopath is somebody who lacks empathy, acts impulsively. I think there's a strong case that Barry might be all of those things, actually. To find out how Barry Clue stole over $15 million from 81 victims, subscribe to Clueless, the long con. That's Clueless, spelt K-L-O-O-G-H-L-E-S-S. Now moving to my analysis. Vicky's behaviour is one of the most perplexing elements of this case. She could have enjoyed her retirement, which she earned after years of work. She was a respected member of the community. One of her co-workers said that they would have trusted her with their life. And she was the most solid person at the jail. I don't think they meant that she was dense. Rather, this was a compliment, implying that she was reliable and decent. Instead of living out her days peacefully in Alabama, Vicki died in Indiana, while inside of a Cadillac that had been rammed into a ditch. Her only company at that time was a dangerous man wanted for murder. Vicki risked everything and received nothing. Casey didn't really risk anything. To use a casino analogy, he was playing with the house's money. One way or the other, he was going to be in prison for the rest of his life. Casey was able to enjoy 11 days of freedom. Vicky was only able to experience 11 days of captivity. In her last moments, Vicky appears to be interested in both surviving and escaping, like when she mentioned the dangers of airbags and recommended that they get out of the vehicle and run. Clearly, she changed her mind about the surviving part. Vicky was responsible for the majority of the planning, but she really didn't execute a brilliant escape. I think her plan was to keep the orange Ford Edge. The police said that they mistakenly released information about that vehicle to the public. This is what likely caused the couple to get rid of that vehicle. They knew they were in trouble. They acquired the pickup and then the Cadillac, but they unwisely switched vehicles in view of a surveillance camera. They were doomed from this point on. Here's my updated case conceptualization for Vicki White based on the new information available in this case. This is just a theory, my opinion. Vicky spent her entire career as someone who followed the rules, but secretly she was dying inside. She wanted adventure and romance. She would have traded a life of law and order to be an agent of chaos. Over the years, Vicky had spoken to many prisoners. She heard many stories about how exciting it was for them to commit crimes, how they felt so alive, even if just for a moment. Vicky was attracted to many of the prisoners, but there was something special about Casey White. They shared a last name, so perhaps she thought it was their destiny to be together. Casey White had nothing to lose and a strong desire to relocate from jail to anywhere else he could go. Even though Casey was a physically large man, Vicky was dominant in their relationship. She was able to boss him around because of her status as a guard, and this dynamic transferred into their romantic relationship as well. Casey would do whatever Vicky wanted. At some point, Vicky simply didn't care what crimes Casey did or did not commit. 
It was her time to be rewarded. It was her turn to have an adventure full of sex, cash, guns, wearing a wig, running from the police, and in constant fear of death. This was her big chance to live the life that she had always wanted, to live the dream. Nobody was going to stop her. Vicky put together a plan to escape the jail, but did not really think things through. She never determined their destination. She didn't know where they would ultimately end up. It's difficult to survive as fugitives. She had quite a bit of cash, but they would burn through it very quickly on the run. Vicky executed a test run. She knew that she could get Casey away from the jail, at least for a short amount of time, without anyone noticing. She retired on the day of the escape so that she could not be fired. After the escape, Vicky was living her fantasy. The couple had as much sex as they could. They celebrated Casey's freedom by spending time in a cheap motel room, which wasn't that much larger than a prison cell. Casey was willing to take chances, but Vicky knew the law would be right behind them. She tried to keep them on task, but neither one of them knew what they were doing, and the effort by law enforcement to find them was simply too great. In Vicky's final moments, she was aware that she had become like Casey. She had morphed into a criminal. Vicky didn't elevate Casey to heaven, rather Casey dragged Vicky to hell. In this moment, Vicky considered the embarrassment, the disappointment, and the hatred that she would receive. She was now the enemy, a fugitive, a villain to all, and a hero to none. She reasoned that she had reached the end of her magical adventure. She had taken her shot at glory and fulfilled her fantasies of sex and romance. I imagine that from the beginning, she decided that she was definitely not going to prison. This was a commitment that she made to herself. Unlike the one she made to law enforcement, this was a commitment she was determined to honor. This has been True Crime Psychology and Personality from Ars Longa Media. This content is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Ars Longa, Vita Brevis. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.